Hey, what's up? Welcome back to She Wakes Up. Happy Friday. I love Friday. Friday is probably my favorite day of the week. And even though it's a work day, I still always love Friday because it's the fresh start to the weekend. It kicks it all off. And I remember being a kid in elementary school and just being so like butterflies in my stomach excited for Friday and come the end of the school day and just getting so anxious for the weekend because a lot of times I would be able to go to my best friend's house or she would come spend the night pretty much every weekend. Like we lived at each other's house and I just got so excited because I knew the anticipation that what Friday brought for me. It was always a good, happy feeling. And I think that's why I love Friday so much is because it's always given me such joy to just think about like what's in store for the weekend. So I hope that you have a fabulous weekend and that you are excited to kick off Friday as much as I am. And as promised, I told you that I would be doing a giveaway for a free coffee on me for anybody that left a review and gave me a shout out. And I can't thank you enough for how many amazing shout outs I received from all of you. It just brightened my day. Every time I would open one or I'd get a notification on my phone, it literally brought a smile to my face and I never got sick of it. I couldn't believe that and it just made me stop and think really that in a, the few short months that I have been podcasting, how many crazy wonderful women I've met that I don't even know really. You know, you come and you listen every single week to me. I'm a stranger. And I hope that as we continue to do this and you continue to listen, that doesn't feel like that anymore. And we really do get to know each other because I love that. I love the connection that this has brought in the community that continues to grow. It really does inspire me to keep showing up and I can't thank you enough, really, honestly, from the bottom of my heart for showing up for me to allow me in your life and to just thank me for showing up for you. It's so cool how we don't really know each other, but we feel like we do and the respect and the the love is reciprocated and I feel it. I feel it wholeheartedly. So thank you again. And our winner is Casey. And Casey and I have actually been in a mastermind together and we don't really know each other, but in the short few weeks that we were working together, you know, you really do get to know somebody. And when you're in a mastermind, you're digging into the nitty gritty. Like it's, you know, you have six weeks and it's hit the ground running and be ready to just dive right in and we did and we opened up and we shared a lot of our vulnerabilities but with that came so much growth and then when we were done with our mastermind we actually had a six month like catch up just to see what everybody was doing and it was so cool because really being together empowered all of us and it's cool to see the growth and the encouragement that came out of that you know and that's why I feel like this is so cool because it's she is giving me love and I when I see her that she's doing great things I give her love you know and even on a day where we're struggling it's like we we're there for each other you know it's just so cool I can't explain it obviously though you can tell like I'm super passionate about it because I just feel that this is what the world needs more of women need to feel this and I think it's so cool. So Casey, if you're listening to this, please reach out to me and um, I will go ahead and get you that free coffee as promised. Um, I know when you're out on the road, it's probably nice to be able to stop and just grab a little pick me up 
And thank you again for the awesome shout out and just being a friend. I really appreciate you and congratulations. I know it's just a coffee, but to me, it's the little things. And as somebody that rarely wins anything, anytime I win something, I don't care what it is, it's just exciting to have won. So I'll make sure to get that out to you right away. But as you know, because it is Friday, we do have our guest episode. And today we are bringing on Lindsay Ford to chat with us. So we're going to dig right into it and get to know a little bit more about Lindsay and what she's doing. Welcome to She Wakes Up, a podcast where you are granted permission to rise above your past, crush your fear and self-doubt, and go after the future of your dreams. I know life has taken over and has driven you to a place where you feel lost and scared and you have no idea how you got here. You just feel stuck in your job, relationships, motherhood, all of it. I see you and you're in the right place. I'm your host, Stacey Feeling, and I'm so pumped to have you here. I've been where you are. I was lost in abuse, finances, anxiety, poor health, you name it. I was up and down for years trying to fix myself on the surface. What I found was the real damage in need of fixing came from the inside. And so it was. If this is you, come hang with me. Grab a drinky drink and maybe a pint of some ice cream because we are skipping the small talk and getting right to the juice. Because girl, it's time to wake up. She's coming to us with some awesome parenting perspectives. So she's a positive parenting coach who helps moms get their kids to listen without yelling, threats, or bribes. I think everybody needs to listen to this and we need some Lindsay in our life. Um, She's an author of the Positive Parenting Framework, The Simple Guide to Let Go of Fear, Negative Uncertainty, and Confidently Parent the Child in Front of You. She doesn't believe there is one quote-unquote right way to parent, but there is a right way for you, your child, and your family, and she's here to help all of us figure this out. Welcome, Lindsay, can you just tell everybody um, what it is that kind of inspired you and um, just a little bit about what it is that you do in more detail? Yeah. So sort of how I stumbled into this, it was very much a stumbling into it. Um, I struggled with my first child and I was looking for parenting support and I was not able to find too much at the time. This was about eight years ago maybe seven years ago that aligned with how I saw her. Like I, I was watching this toddler who was like, had all these ideas and I could just see the light in her and I could see her as this really intelligent person who just sort of, you know, was struggling to communicate certain things. And I eventually found something called positive discipline And at the time I had been doing a blog and it was just like some reflections on what I was learning about myself as a mom. I started writing about positive discipline stuff. So I decided to get certified in it, not really knowing where that would end up. I was just like, oh, I'm talking about it. I'll I'll look into this further. And um, part of my certification, I had to teach a class. So I got some mom friends together, had some wine. We had a, my, I taught my first parenting class and I really, I loved it. Um, I had a lot of fun. Um, They were, 
they learned a lot and they were really, my friends were just like, you should, you should do this. And so over the next little while, I started to teach classes. And at the time I was working full time. I had a, a toddler and a, a baby. Um, and so it was very much like, you know, I would teach a class once every few months, like it wasn't an in-person class. So it was, um, a slow progression, um, because I just felt like I couldn't handle much more. And then eventually I left my full-time job to do this full-time and, um, and, and my thinking has evolved, um, over time as well. A lot of, um, sort of what I was doing before kids, a lot of like personal development, mindset work, law of attraction stuff. And so I incorporate so much of that into my parenting um, and what I teach. It's not just the positive discipline stuff anymore. Ooh, this is so good. I'm so excited to hear more about it. And how many, so how many kids do you have? And do you do this for a certain age or does this work for like parenting across the board? Yeah. So my kids are eight and six and a lot of my stuff is geared towards younger kids just because I can pull on my day to day Mm -hmm. um, life. Um, And for a while um, I was teaching a toddler class. So definitely I was getting a lot of, you know, feedback in terms of the younger years Um, sort of, you know, in the intro, you mentioned, I have a book, um, the positive parenting framework. And what I do is I help people, um, parents really, I help them understand their kids and then we do some strategies, um, like sort of what you expect from, you know, normal parenting strategies, tips and tools, but we base everything around like the higher purpose of what they're trying to achieve the reasons they're saying no, their triggers and everything. So it's really, um, I teach people how to think about it and it's almost like, um, approaching it from a problem solving perspective of like, okay, we have this complex problem. We're having some, and it's communication issues with our kids. Like our kids are communicating something when they're acting out and we're communicating something and there's just a disconnect. So it's really trying to help parents navigate that because I mean, I could teach them strategies like what to do when their kid hits, but it's, it's parenting is always changing. Our kids are always evolving. There's always all this uncertainty. And I really want to set parents up to be able to navigate that uncertainty and, you know, be able to step forward and, um, you know, try some new things without the guarantee that it's going to pan out and what to do in that sort of, you know, in those gray areas of parenting is so much, it's not black and white. It's there's so much gray in parenting. Yeah, absolutely. And every child is different and you can, and I'm sure you know this, having a couple is even in the same household, they are so different and the way that, um, you know, they need to have their needs met is different. And even when you think that you have your first kid figured out, you know, here comes the second one and then the third one and they're all so different. That's so cool what you're doing. And it's, it almost sounds like there's a little bit of like child developmental psychology in that and understanding, you know, how kids develop and communicate. And, you know, I know I've heard, you know, the very basics of, you know, kids are acting out because that's their way of communicating. They, they don't have words to express their emotions that they're feeling. So they have a temper tantrum. And I think it's really important that you're doing that foundational work because that's going to help. I feel not just the parent, but also the child learn some of those skills as well. And hopefully, so that they can grow together and have better communication as they get older. Um, 
So yes, parenting is a process. There is no like one size fits all. How do you figure that out then when you're helping so many different families go through this? Is there like, what is your techniques? Do you have some kind of go-to things that help you? Yeah, really, we want to we want to think about it um, from like un- being able to interpret our child's behavior. So it's understanding sort of the clues to look for, um, you know, by what they're acting and or about from how they're acting. There's some clues in there that can give you some tips or some insight into what they're trying to get at. So if they're hitting you every time you're cooking dinner or hitting their brother or sister every time you're cooking dinner there's some clues in there that might lead you to, you know, come to the conclusion that they're after some attention. They just haven't had enough time with you or something like that. So there's clues in their behavior that we need to look for. There's also um, the way we react. And, you know, if we have a repetitive behavior with our kids, it's working for them, whether it makes sense to us or not, there's something about it that's working for, for them. So oftentimes we can look to our reaction and how we handle the situation and get some clues there too, in terms of, you know, what they might be getting out of it. And then we can switch up our reaction. And we also want to, um, really look at, you know, we have a, an issue that we're dealing with, Um, it's rooted in communication essentially. So how do you want your child to communicate when they need your attention, when they're upset with you, when they're really, you know, about to melt down or whatever it is like, and, and then you're training that behavior over time. You're, you're training them those new reactions over time. And, and also we're we're doing this in understanding that our kids' brains are not fully developed. They're not fully regulated. Their rational thinking is not there. That part of their brain is not developed until, um, mid twenties, they're mid twenties. So it's, it's a, a ways away. Um, and that can really help just calm us down in terms of our expectations, sometimes recognizing that they don't have a fully developed brain and really how, how good are we at self-regulating right? Yeah, sometimes exactly. <laughs> and having our little temper tantrums. Um, and then everything is kind of framed in that, you know, what is the purpose of, what it is they're trying to achieve, like, or or like as a parent, like, how do you want them to behave? What is your, what are your boundaries and your rules? What are you, um, um, like, how are you wanting to parent your child? How are you showing up in the world? And even something as simple as like, you know, you and I might want our kids to eat dinner, but you might have a very different reason for wanting them to eat dinner than, than I do. So, Um, Some people might want their kids to eat dinner, but their primary, when they really stop and think about it, they just want their kids to eat. It doesn't matter if they're sitting at the table. It doesn't matter if they're having a snack after, as long as they're eating, because their primary concern is like getting food into their child. Mm -hmm. Other people, their primary concern might be having family dinners and showing respect for the meal that's cooked and things like that. And that's going to be, you're going to handle those situations differently. If you have children leaving the table, like you're going to, you're going to do different strategies depending on sort of what that overarching purpose is. So, um, really becoming aware of the why behind what it is you're trying to do. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts for sure. Yes. And to go back a little bit to what you were saying about how kids respond and how the parent responds is, you know, when they are tugging at you when you're making dinner or hitting or, you know, that attention seeking behavior, 
how you respond is reinforcing that good or bad. And kids don't care what kind of attention you're giving them. So if it's positive or negative, as long as they're getting that attention. And I think that's where a lot of us get frustrated is because they continue to do that behavior, even when we respond a certain way negatively for them, you know, they don't have that positive reinforcement. Um, How do you navigate that, like the uncertainty and like the, where there's no clear answers to, um, why your child's doing what they're doing and why you're responding the way, like, um, we can be very reactive, you know? Um, and Mm -hmm. some of that has to do with how we were raised and some we're working through our own things with communicating. How do you handle that uncertainty when you just react and then vice versa, your child just reacts on that and it just kind of builds on each other. Yeah. And if you're already like react, reacting in the moment, unless you, I, I really recommend if you know, you have certain triggers, like if you know, you get upset every time your child yanks on you as you're making dinner, um, even just putting a reminder on your fridge or somewhere close by of like, this is how, you know, when you're in a calmer moment, this is how you want to handle things. So then you can try that first. And so it's just trying to interrupt your patterns, because when you start to interrupt your patterns and do things differently, your child is going to switch things up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if you can't always make sense of it. Um, We also tend to focus on the negatives. Um, So we see our, like, like it feels overwhelming when you think about the negatives. So if we think if if we're always having this behavior, we're focusing on what we don't want over and over and over again. And so we need to focus or we need to start thinking about what we do want. We just need to start noticing other, you know, the good behaviors that we want to keep reinforcing um, and shift our, try to shift our attention away because then it's going to be, we're not going to be stuck in this mindset of like, oh, my kid always does this. Um, we're going to be like, okay, you know what, this is happening right now. There's, you know, they're, they're generally pretty good, but this is what's happening right now. And it, there's a different energy to sort of that, that line of thinking. And then just in terms of like, you really can't come up with great solutions when you're in reaction mode. So your primary focus, and this is really, really hard for us as moms is to keep like, take care of ourselves and be able to work on ourselves and stay calm because then you're going to be able to get really creative in how you deal with those situations. And there is always clues. It's, it, it's not always easy to, to see them, but even something like the pulling at dinner or the, or while you're making dinner or, or hitting, if hitting is working, chances are they've started whining earlier and that's been easy for you to ignore. Or they've, you know, asked me, mommy, can I show you this mommy? Can you come? No, no, I'm busy. And then they'll, they'll go to hitting. So even if the hitting seems to come out of nowhere, there might've been some lead up that was easy for you to ignore, but now the hitting's not easy for you to ignore. So you jump in and then they'll just go straight to hitting because why bother with the other stuff if you're just going to ignore it anyway. So there's always some, there's always some lead up, but it is hard, especially when we're getting triggered by it. Cause we can't always take that, you know, zoom out and take that 30,000 foot view. Yeah, exactly. And they're showing you all those cues, but we're not paying attention to that. And that's so hard in the life that we live in the day to day. And we're all so busy to actually stop and be present in those moments and pay attention to what our kids are telling us, um, you know, giving us those earlier cues and then trying to nip it there rather than having it escalate. 
Um, I'm just so curious. This is amazing work that you're doing. What does it look like for somebody to work with you? And like, if they were to, cause you do one-on-one with these parents, right? Yeah, I do some one-on-one. Um, my main focus right now is sort of a group program that is, um, you know, the courses go at your own pace, but then there's an ongoing um, chat group and um, regular calls that we get on to talk and, and dive into the deeper stuff. But really it takes you through those areas of understanding yourself and your triggers, understanding your kid and what's going on, how to interpret behavior, and then bridging that communication. And then it's about building habits yeah. over time. That's, I mean, that's the gist of it is you're retraining your brain to react different. You're, you're learning to communicate in a way your child understands um, and teaching them how to communicate in you know, more appropriate ways over yeah. time and everything I, over time. I feel like that'll work too in other situations, not just with kids, but even adults, you know, paying more attention to how you're reacting and responding to things. Um, maybe not even people, but just stressful situations and really tuning into, you know, how everything makes you feel. What happens when, cause I know we're human, you know, we can learn all these things and it takes practice. Um, you know, forming a habit takes a long time. It takes that consistency. So mom guilt is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And we are our own worst enemy when it comes to feeling so guilty when we slip up. Um, and I can just see, you know, somebody doing so well. And then all of a sudden something, they've had a bad day or something just triggers them and they start yelling at their kids and they have that mom guilt. What, how do you help them overcome that so that they get back on track and not feel down about themselves and have that mom guilt? Yeah, definitely. And the, and the guilt is, somewhat rooted in fear, like the fear of we're screwing up, we're not good enough, we're going to screw up our child. There's something there that's sort of rooted in fear. And so being able to reflect on what is driving that guilt in the first place um, is really, really helpful. And I don't ever want parents and even myself included, I'm still relearning this lesson to think that, you know, we, we want to stop yelling and we're just going to be able to like will ourselves to stop yelling and break that pattern. Like we are, we are, um, we have a default response to stress and, and, and overwhelm and, and exhaustion and all of that stuff. And if that's yelling, we need to replace that with another habit and that takes time and you're not going to jump from point a to point b in one foul sloop like the the graph isn't linear so i really want you to think about it as one of those stock market graphs so you're you know if you have a good stock it's going up all the time but it's up and down up and down up and down and sometimes there's some big downs and then some big ups and and it's just up and down as long as the trajectory is on track to where you want to go then you're good. You're getting there. It's not going to be like the, the ups and the downs are part of the learning process. Each time you have a down moment, it's a clue to what is causing you to yell in the first place. Like, so you can really, um, when you're out of that moment, put your curiosity hat on and go, Oh, that was really interesting. I haven't yelled in a while, but I yelled tonight. What was it? that happened to that led to that. And just so, so putting that curiosity and knowing that the ups and downs are part of the process. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Just like with anything. Um, I just, I think for us as moms, it's really hard to overcome that. Like when we are, when we slip up, like you said, we, we wonder, are we good enough? Or, you know, we, we made a mistake and sometimes just being humble about it and owning up. And if your kids are old enough and saying, I'm sorry, you know, I messed up, I yelled, I didn't mean it, you know, and explaining sometimes that's all you need to do to kind of get back to feeling okay. And, and knowing that your child knows that you're working on yourself and your child knows that you it's okay. You're human to make a mistake. And I think that's teaching them lessons too. And that's helping you, um, you know, it's kind of like three steps forward, two steps back kind of a process and that it is okay. And not to beat yourself up when you do have those moments. Um, yeah. And it's, it's that, it's that modeling you're teaching them what to do when they screw up and, and how to, work towards a goal or how to improve yourself. Like all of that is great modeling for our kids. And it shows our kids that we are human and we are not perfect. And it is okay that they are not perfect. And here's what to do when we're not perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And so what do you do as your kids grow and change as they do um, and their development changes their communication changes? Um, you know I mean? Cause we're adults and we can work on ourselves and helping regulate our emotions and learning all these habits. But for the child that's developing and going through all those different milestones, how do you constantly change around that as you're just now make, getting comfortable with the toddler years and now here they are in the preschool years and then you get the teenage years, you know, like how do you evolve with your child with this whole concept? Yeah. And, and for me, this is why I teach using a framework because it all comes back to, you know, what is it I want to achieve? What is it I want to accomplish? What's the higher purpose of what we're doing? What is it? How do we want our kids to act? Like it, it just, it goes through the same, the same steps. And also I find that the longer and further I get into parenting, the more I realize I just need to let go of my expectations and not to not have any expectations, but not to be attached to the outcome, kind of like care, but not that much. And so it's this letting go and this, you know, bringing yourself back to the present moment of like, okay, this is how I imagine things go. And that didn't work out. And I'm reacting because I really wanted it to work out that way. Um, this is where we are, where we are. And okay, what can we do? What's the first step that we can take? And we don't have to have the solutions all figured out. We just need to take a step forward. So if imagine we're just going along a path with each step, we have a different vantage point. We can see things from a different perspective. So we're going to get new information. There's no right or wrong decisions along this path. We're just taking steps and we're looking around. Do we have like what information do we have? Do we have new information that it might mean that we turn back or turn a different direction or keep going forward? It's, we're just, we're just muddling through this, these complex problems. So, um, and so I don't know if that answers your question, but it's yeah. really like, you're just continuing, continuing to figure it out as you go and, and sort of relying on those core areas that I talked about. Yeah. And what you just said applies to life. Yes. I say that all the time is to not set expectations because that just sets you up for disappointment because you are, you know, you're holding these expectations on other people and they might not even have that same idea. 
Um, and yeah, everything that you said is just taking it one step at a time and shifting and, and being okay with having to change and not being so set on that. You know, we have to go from A to B, like you said, we can be all over the place, but as long as we're in the process and we're just paying attention to the next step to get us from where we were yesterday to where we're going today, let's not think about tomorrow necessarily. Um, I think that's key to everything. And it's so true. I've never even thought about it as far as the parenting perspective. So thank you for putting it that way because it makes total sense. Um, yeah, so much of this is applicable across most yeah. areas of life. <laughs> I love it. And it's really, you know, it sounds kind of basic when you think about it because it's really just retraining how we react to multiple situations. And in this case for you, you're really niched down into our reactions and how we respond to our kids. And I think it's something that we all could use some extra guidance in because we're none of us are perfect. None of us have a black and white guidebook to how to raise our kids. We are literally just throwing spaghetti at the wall most days to try to, you know, meet with them where they are. Um, and with our own life and trying to control our emotions and everything that we have going on, it can be really difficult. And we all have those good intentions. We we don't want to, you know, beat our kids down and make them feel like they've disappointed us or that just by trying to get our attention, we yell at them because of how we're responding to it. So I think that the tools that you're providing, the guidance that you're offering is, it's going to make a huge difference in the parents, but also these kids moving forward and just helping them develop and have more security and more confidence because they're not getting all of that, like the self-doubt because they're constantly second guessing themselves because of the reactions that we're putting on to them. Um, and I think that's really awesome work. So what kind of results have you seen? Um, how long have you been doing this? So I've been doing this for about five years, very, okay. very part-time until, well, you know what? I'm still very part-time. The last couple of years have thrown massive wrenches in I am now homeschooling, which I never intended to do. So that's, um, that's been my last year. Um, so I would say I'm still working part-time, but yeah, about five years. So, um, in terms of results, it's, you know, it's funny cause, um, I find that, um, you know, the parents see the, you know, we don't have power struggles as much or like those massive meltdowns. I now know how to handle and they're less and less and less, um, or, you know, one strategy is just really, really quick or clicked. Um, but what I'm finding, what I take, take pride in more is that parents just feel calmer and they're like more level-headed about, or they feel more confident. And I don't know how to measure that, but I just, I see it as, you know, as we work together and that to me is more fulfilling than, you know, the, the couple behaviors that really like got them, you know, into working with me in the first place of just like, Oh, I didn't realize that, you know, spending 15 minutes with my kid doing whatever they wanted to do on the weekend could eliminate all of these other behaviors, mm -hmm. like mind blown. Like I just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How could it be so easy? I think we overcomplicate things so much, you know, yeah. because we, we really do try, you know, we want to put in the effort, we want to give it our best and sometimes less is more. And I, it sounds like, you know, specifically with this, that's the case. Yeah. And it's not that it's not hard at times, but it's, 
you know, the process is easy, but because it's so personal and because it's our kids and because um, we want what's best for them and they're not someone that we can just walk away from. So they're bringing up all sorts of insecurities and throwing it in our face, whether we want them to or not. So, so there is there, it is hard, but the process is simple and it just, you know, it just takes some time and some patience and some willingness to do things a little bit differently. Yeah. And I like what you said about the results as just the person that is taking away all these little nuggets that you're giving them because that confidence that you're helping them build up is just going to snowball. And it's like with anything, you know, the better you get at it, the more motivated, the more um, confident you feel. And so you keep going with it. And so when you can find those little things that stick at first, it's going to give her that hope that I got this, I can do this. And then, um, you know, it just goes from there. So I think you're really getting to uh, the foundation of the parent almost and helping them become better themselves so that they can become the, the quote unquote better parent to help their children get through um, just development, you know, because that's really all it is, is the kids are trying to figure themselves out, you know, so they can't really tell us what they need or want. So it's really important that we can start to have that confidence as a parent um, kind of shift away from that guilt that we're having and know that it's literally just one foot in front of the other. Um, and then to have those tools in our back pocket to use is really important to help us get through some of those harder moments. Yeah. And, and recognizing the early warning signs, that's like a lot of, you know, the behavior dies down because you're more in tune with your child and you're recognizing those early signs that you would have ignored before without really realizing it. So yeah, it's, what would you tell a mom who's on the fence and knows that she needs some help with parenting and, and trying to navigate, you know, all of those behaviors um, that might not really kind of believe or buy into what it is you're doing? How do you help her understand that the work that you're doing does work? And maybe is it like, would somebody that's not really ready or motivated to do it, is it hard for them to really get into it? Um, you know, cause like with uh, mindset growth and manifesting and things, you, you really do have to be ready. You can't be contemplating it. You know, you really have to be in that space. Um, so for somebody that's on the fence, what would you say to her to help her feel a little bit better about what it is that you're offering? Yeah. So if they're not ready and they're not willing to change, um, some things, then they're probably not going to be a good fit. Um, but if you're struggling, just, you don't have to do it alone. And it's not, I, I think it's so easy. We hear all of these over promises as like in the parenting world of like cure tantrums and three easy tricks and all of this stuff. And it's not about that. It's about um, tuning into your child and understanding that there, there will be ups and downs and it's okay. And you don't have to navigate those alone. Um, and they can become fewer and farther between and yeah, you have to decide where this stacks up in your priorities. Mm -hmm. Basically you have to, um, yeah, decide where it stacks up in your priorities and is it worth it? you know, is it worth it to invest in your kids and your family and your kids and your future? Yeah. I like and only that. you can decide that. Yeah. I like that brutal honesty because that's what I say to you. I don't ever believe in the quick fix because I don't think that's the most effective way. Um, 
all good things I feel come from hard work. And, you know, if you're trying to make those lifelong changes and you really do want to become, you know, a better person, a better parent, um, help your kids become the best that they can be, then it really is important to invest your time and your money into something that sticks. You know, these things are things that you can take with you forever and use. So it's not just the quick, you know, quick fix to parenting and never yelling at your kids again. There's more to it than that. So I appreciate you being honest. Lindsay, um, it's been awesome. I can't believe, like I said, that this even exists. I think it's phenomenal and I'm going to be looking more into it. I want to check out your book. Where can everybody that's listening find you and connect with you if they want to reach out for more information? Yeah. Parentingwithlindsay.com um, is my website, Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Um, and I have a free training on there on how to get your kids to listen without yelling threats or bribes. That's a great, great way to get introduced to how I train and, um, you can see a little bit more about my parenting mastery program and certainly come hang out with me on Instagram, parenting with Lindsay, send me a DM. I love chatting with people. So, um, yeah, parenting with Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, thanks again for being on the show. And like I said, I can't wait to check out everything that you're offering. I have a four-year-old, so this is very applicable. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I've been